Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Guatemala City, Guatemala, with my good friend Cesar Tanchez of CesarTanchez.com. Cesar was born and raised in Guatemala and loves everything about his country, especially the weather. In this episode, Cesar and I talk about the Mayan ruins of Petén, exploring the volcanoes surrounding Lake Atitalan, and riding the famous chicken bus. You'll hear about these attractions and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Guatemala. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Caesar, welcome to the show. Hi, Lee. It's a pleasure being with you. Absolutely. So today we're talking about Guatemala City and the entire country of Guatemala. For the listeners that don't really know where Guatemala is, can you tell us a little bit about it and where it is, where you can find us on the map? Uh, yeah, I have to say that uh, so many times, so I will do it very easily. On the south of the United States, it's Mexico. And on the south of Mexico, it's Guatemala. That's where you can find Guatemala. Oh, nice. Okay. So although people may not be familiar, it's it's closer than you think. Yeah, it's really close. Actually, uh, we are in Central America. You're in North America, the three countries, Canada, U.S., and Mexico, and then goes all Central America, beginning with our country, Guatemala, up until Panama. So what's your connection to Guatemala? Were you born there or, or did you move there? Raised, born, and living in Guatemala. So what are some of the things you love most about staying there? Well, I love many things about my country. One is the weather. We have almost 70 degrees all year around. We uh, complain if it's 80, we feel too hot. And we complain we are cold if we are in 60s. So basically, it's beautiful weather all year around. So it's one of the best things of our country. I know that uh, sometimes that doesn't feel like much. But in your case, the U.S., Europe, or whatever, where you have uh, some extreme weather, to have almost 70 degrees all the time is really nice. Another thing that people say a lot from our country is um, that people is always smiling. It's very friendly. Right now, uh, it's not always possible because of the current situation we have. But um, basically, the people smile a lot. And they are very friendly and try to help you out in everything they can. So there are two things that probably won't, you won't see it in any chart. But uh, there are things that you like about living in, in, this, in this area. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I used to live in California and the weather was good most of the year. Occasionally it got really hot. Occasionally you would get down into the thirties or forties. But now that I'm in Nashville, I have way more weather. (laughs) And so I I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to go to a place like Guatemala to have that wonderful weather all year round. Yeah. When we're having, you know, like sweaters or something uh, for the cold weather for us, you can see many, many people from the U.S. or Europe in shorts. So <laughs> basically, you have a really nice weather anytime you come over here. That's fantastic. So obviously, if the weather is good year round, 
what are like the best times to visit? Sounds like it's good to visit all year long, but are there certain festivals or other things that happen throughout the year that maybe say, okay, if I'm planning my trip, that's when I want to go? Well, depending on what you like, if I can start because of the weather all year round is good. In Guatemala, we only have two seasons. We have only winter and summer. That's the only thing we have. And the difference for us for summer to winter is that rains. That's the only difference. It's not too much cold, but that it rains. So in Guatemala, we have, um, we recognize our country as the eternal springs because every, every time the weather is great. But if you rather come and the best of all it should be probably on November. Okay. Because it's starting to be a little bit colder. It will be around 60, 65 degrees. That is really, really nice. You will see at the greatest sunsets. So it's a really nice time to come. There are different times or festivals, as you said, here in the Holy Week. It's probably the main attraction of Guatemala in that specific time because you will see in a city. I have traveled. I love to travel. So for me, it's very nice to be in your podcast. And I have traveled to many countries, many places. And probably my favorite city in the world probably is Antigua, Guatemala, that it's only like 45 kilometers or will be like 30 miles from the main city, from Guatemala City. And you will find there that it's cobblestone roads where you can find like um, floors of full of flowers because uh, they have like this religious ceremonies. It doesn't matter if you are religious or not. It's a beautiful scene. What, what you can see, it's a, a spectacular thing. It will be all booked out. It will be all crowded up because it's a main event. But uh, if you like something out of the extraordinary or the ordinary, that will be a um, nice time. I can, I can give you the exact date because it changes every year. But uh, the Holy Week, it's um, a huge festival around here. And... Uh, and it's something that you won't see in many other places. Well, uh, what time of year does the Holy Week happen? It comes around, it, uh, this time it came in March, but it will be around March and April. It will be sometime either those two months. All right. But you can Google it and you will find it out. Uh, Semana Santa, you put uh, that in uh, Semana Santa in Guatemala and and you will have many things to scroll around in Google. Okay, we'll definitely check that out. All right, so when people are planning to come to visit Guatemala, what's the major airport that's there uh, for us to be able to fly into? Yes, that's a good question. Guatemala only has one international airport that it's in the main city. And when I say it's in the main city, it's in the city. You can see the whole city when you're descending from the airplane and we that are in the city, we can see the planes really close to all the main activity. Uh, just to say something where all the hotels and uh, the main hotels in the city are, you are about 10 minutes from the airport. So it's really close. It's, it's very close. There's only one that will receive uh, international flights and there will be some smaller airports that will go to, let's say, Petén. That's where all the tourists goes for the pyramids in Guatemala, where the Majan culture is, when you can go to the jungle and lakes and all areas, because it's, even though it's, we're not a country that it's so big, our roads are tough. You have to get to, in order to get to Petén, just to, to say an example, it will take you probably 12, 14 hours to get there. And if you go by plane, it's only a half an hour flight. 
Yeah, I, I would definitely take the flight <laughs> instead, of, instead of driving like that. Wow, that's uh, – but the thing is, like, like you said, it, it, yeah, the distance is small because – Guatemala is about the size of Pennsylvania or a little bit smaller than that, right? And yeah, but even, even Pennsylvania is a little bit bigger than Guatemala. The thing of our, our roads, and that's a good uh, advice that I want to give you, is that our roads are not the best ones. So it's not like you're going to aid straightly to B. You have to go around some mountains. You have to go to a, from a main road to a road that's not really good. And just to say an example, there's another lake in Guatemala, a beautiful lake that's Rio Dulce. It's only, let's say, 230 kilometers. That would be like 180 miles, and it will take you five hours to get there. So you say, how in, how in the world can you do five hours in, in such such a distance? But um, yeah, because our roads are not so great. So that's one thing that you have to take in consideration when coming over, that the distance, even though they are not too long from each other, it can take a long to get to one place to another. Okay, so... When people are planning to visit and kind of thinking, okay, here's all the different things I want to see while I'm there in Guatemala, should they plan to fly into the, the main city, see everything there, and then fly to different locations within the within the country? Or should they just kind of grin and bear it and, and get a car or get a, a, a bus or a tour or something like that that's going to transport them around? Well, I think that uh, you have to divide the country like in sections. If you come over to the city, you have Antigua, Guatemala, that's uh, probably, like I told you, like 30, 35 miles from here. But depending on traffic, it could take you probably an hour and a half or two hours of traffic. So you have to consider the time to move from one place to another, not necessarily the miles from one place to another. Peten is the extreme. It's the only place I would rather say that you have to take plane because it's a very long trip. And when you are visiting another country, you want to do the most out of your the time you can spend on it. So that's probably the only one I will recommend to be to take a plane. The other ones, the my advice will be to have several days in several points. Let's say you're in Guatemala City, you can check out around the city and go to Antigua, sleep in Antigua. You are closer than another beautiful place that has probably one of the beautiful lakes in the world. That's Atitlan, that's Lake Atitlan. And it's closer from it. And from there, you can go to visit uh, another place called Totonicapan, where there are like, you can see all the Mayan cultures, all the beautiful colors of all their, all their handicrafts and stuff. So it's like you have to do it by phases. If you want to go from Guatemala City to every place, it will take you much time to visit uh, more places. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So when you're talking about the the roads not being up to the standards that we're used to in the, in the United States, should somebody rent a car or should they just try to sign up with a tour that's going to take them around? That way they don't have to worry about driving. I would say that both of them are fine. If I, I could give an advice, I should say that you should take a tourist guide. There are uh, many of them here. The thing is that they are not expensive ones, and they can take care of everything. If there's a group, they can take a, like a like a mini bus or or a bigger car to take you there. They will guide you all around. Because in Guatemala, what I haven't told you is that one of the beautiful things that you will see from the plane is we are surrounded by volcanoes. 
all around you can see beautiful volcanoes and it's one of the things if you like to walk or you can take to to escalate one or maybe more volcanoes the thing is that if you want to do that there's not like a tourist uh, waiting uh, or tourist cabin waiting for you at the beginning of the scaling uh, you have to do it on your own or you have to take someone or you have to figure out who can take you out to go up it's not that hard but uh always it's good to have some security measures and if you can have that arranged beforehand it's always a good advice so when you mentioned like the security like how would you go about coordinating the security for yourself yeah, uh, I mean security. I mean that you can you can uh, go up with someone who will not uh, want to rob you. Someone that is is, uh, is uh, dedicated for tourism. But if you just go there and you ask around the people around, well, you won't know if there's someone who has good or bad intentions. So, I'm talking specifically about going up to volcanoes. It's always better to go with someone who is um, uh, recognizable for being secure. Okay, so what's one of the best ways to find a dedicated tourist service that's going to be able to take you there where you know that they're going to handle everything for you and you know you're going to be safe and secure? Well, you can you can do three things. One, of course, you can always uh, visit the main travel agencies in Guatemala. They have uh, many options available. The second one, it's a very easy one. You can go to Guatemala, like the name of the country, .com. One thing about it, it's not an uh, official web from Guatemala. It's a commercial brand. But what they are doing with it is that they give all the good things that are happening locally here in Guatemala. And some nice places that most of us, I mean, the people we live in here, didn't even know. So when you start reading about them, they will make you some recommendations to where you can call to make a reservation or who can take you there. So it's a second way to do it. It's, a, it's the one that we use here. And the third one will be a smaller tourist uh, companies or, that can do that, but you can mostly find them on uh, social media. It will be a little bit difficult to get in, but uh, there are many of them. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So while we're thinking of, of things to do while we're there in Guatemala, uh, we talked about the pyramids and everything and the lake and, and Patend, uh, Lake Atitlan and some of the Mayan ruins and everything else. What are some of the other things you recommend people do while they visit Guatemala? Okay, before answering your question, I will certainly say that you have to go to Lake Atitlan. I said I just mentioned it, but it's uh, considered one of the beautiful lakes in the world. It's a beautiful lake, but what it's um, so different from many other is that it is surrounded by volcanoes and small, gorgeous towns. So you can go to Panajachel, that's the main city, the main city of that area. And you can take a boat or, uh, and go around to visit all these 12 towns. And it, they're really beautiful. And this scenic scene that you will see, it's non-parallel. It's really beautiful. Really, really beautiful. So I know that uh, I haven't answered your question yet, but uh, I had to say that. It, it will be worth it if you can um, visit that lake. Another thing that um, I think it's one of the main things I would recommend you is to take some time and visit Antigua, Guatemala, but not only for the day. 
take a good time for it. It's, it's a slow down city. You have to take it easy. It's relaxing. You can uh, find even ruins there. So you can enter and visit them. They have many churches that are colonial style. All the hotels, just to give you an idea, you cannot build any house or property that's two floors. That's the, the maximum height you can have. So everything is colonial, the colors, the style, the doors, the food. It's really, really nice. It's one thing you can see in Antigua by day and one thing you can see Antigua by night with all um, the, the there are like different magic between um, the day and the night. So it's a good place so you can spend there I don't know, at least at least a couple or three days. It will it will fly by the time. Uh, just to give you an idea, uh, when I retire, I want to retire there. It's extremely beautiful, extremely beautiful. Yeah, that sounds that sounds gorgeous. The way you're describing everything, uh, I'm ready to book a ticket right now. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome, and you have a personal tourist guide here. Absolutely, I can't wait for that. So we only have a few more minutes. So. If there's anything else that you want to tell us what we should do, and then also we don't want to miss out on talking about some of the, the delicious food that's there in Guatemala. Oh, yes. If, if you want, we can start with the food. I'm a food lover and a travel lover. So I basically, when I travel, I, I always searching for good food. And Guatemala has it. Let me tell you something. I have traveled. Let me see. I, the last time I counted, I have probably been in 26 countries um, by this time. And I always like to go to get the best food, local food that I can. And Guatemala has really good food from almost every place in the world. So you will eat really, really good in here. You will find Peruvian food, uh, Japanese food. Uh, you will find almost every type of food. One thing that you have to consider, and, and mostly if you are from U.S., our prices are really low. Our cost of living is really, really cheap. So you can eat something really good and a very affordable price. So that's one thing that um, you have to take care of. And it will be even more inexpensive if you go to Panajachel, if you go to Antigua, Guatemala. The farther you go, the cheaper it is. So you can be sure that you can find some good places to eat and um, um, very affordable. I like to eat a lot. So I probably I, I can give you probably, I don't know, uh, some places that I may recommend to you. Do you want that? Yeah, absolutely. And then also, uh, while you're thinking about that, is there a certain food that's only found like in Guatemala that's like really a specialty? Guatemala, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a good advice I want to give all your listeners or your audience. It's that Guatemala has many local food, but it's very strong. It's not for everyone. One of the mistakes that probably some Europeans or maybe from the U.S. come here, they want, oh, I want to eat local food. And there's like um, names like kakik, pepian, hokong. And there are some delicious food, but it needs a really strong stomach. So if you are not, you know, you don't have a strong stomach, I would think that you might try it, but let some days pass through because uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem, but they're really spicy. They're delicious and you might even love it and you will eat a lot. And then you probably could have some stom stomach problems. So my, my recommendation with that is you start with fusion. Fusion, Guatemalan cuisine adapted to all yeah, like international food. 
So one place I, I would recommend for it, it's a place called Samat. It's Z-A-M-A-T. This restaurant is uh, located in the Hyatt Centric Hotel. That's in Zone 10 in the main uh, Guatemala City. And it's extremely good and takes all the Guatemalan flavors, but with the international touch. So you can enjoy the food, but and not be scared that probably it will make you some harm to if you don't have the the strongest stomach. Oh, sure. There are several of them, but uh, another one um, will be Arim Kwang. It's A-R-R-I-N-C-U-A-N. That's another one that I will recommend that it's properly prepared. This is not fusion. This is Guatemalan food. So, yes, like the phase two. <laughs> if you like the phase one, go to phase two. And if you like the phase two, you can go to all the other phases. <laughs> yeah, you got to kind of uh, ease us into the food, right? Yes. I, I don't know, but there's like, if you go to Mexican, let's say, for an example, Mexican food. Mexican food is gorgeous, but not every, it's not the same as eating Taco Bell. This is different. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I hardly consider Taco Bell Mexican food, but... Yeah, you know, I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But some, some people think that going to Mexico is like eating Taco Bell. And when they eat it, they find it obviously more delicious. Yeah. But it will be a little bit hard for their stomach if they're not used to it. But some of that is in here in Guatemala. You have to get used to it before you go all in in local food. Okay. We have time for one more. So uh, if somebody wanted like a, like a traditional Guatemalan breakfast or like a, a great place for breakfast that maybe has a little bit more of, of that international palate for us, where should we go for that? Probably my, one of my, my favorite restaurants in Guatemala, it's Le Café. It's L-E-C-A-F-E, like café, right? But it's Le Café. It's really good breakfast extraordinary breakfast and you will see it always because it's always packed it's always full one thing that guatemala really enjoys is having breakfast because we are also busy running around all days that probably the sunday most of the people would like to slow down to go to a nice place and eat slowly their good breakfast but if you like a good breakfast in any restaurant, you have to go to Antigua, Guatemala. Because in Antigua, Guatemala, it's like a, a small town. But it, even though it's a small town, you will eat eggs not like the eggs that uh, you take from the supermarket. Mostly are farm-grown. So the taste is different. It's really different. The sauce that they put on the eggs, it's made from scratch. It's not like uh, a bottled sauce. So it's way different. So you can have a very nice breakfast at a really low cost and with a taste different. It won't be something that you probably have never eaten, but it will, will taste different. Is that Le Café or is that someplace else It's in Antigua? In Antigua, you can eat, like I told you, in every place. You won't miss a good breakfast in Antigua in nowhere. You, you will have it easy. In Guatemala City, you have to find it. You have to find it. It's a, it's a more big city. Even though we are not so big, we are talking about um, 4 million people in the city. So it's not that small. So you can find Le Café will be a, a good uh, place. Uh, you can go to another place that's Splendido Café. It's uh, and also a good um, restaurant. Let me see. Capistrano, like San Juan Capistrano in California. It's another good place to have uh, a nice breakfast. And many of them, the, the breakfast is something 
or you have it really good or you will miss up because uh, here they take, they, they like to have a good fr- breakfast. Oh, that sounds amazing. I, I uh, rarely skip breakfast myself. So if somebody wanted something that, like to satisfy their sweet tooth, where should they go for that? You will have many places here. One of the ones you will find almost everywhere, it's a brand name San Martin, S-A-N-M-A-R-T-I-N. That's a place where you can find really good um, sweet pastries and um, you will find it almost everywhere. It's, um, it's a really easy choice. But there's many others. There are many others that are really specialized. And you can even find like uh, French cuisine with uh, bakery specials. But you can find them, many of them, in a place that's called Fontabella. It's uh, like a fountain. Fonta Bella. This is an Italian word. And uh, there are like many good restaurants in that place and many good uh, pastries where you can have something sweet really good. It's a really easy going place. You can find it uh, extremely easy. It's in uh, the middle of the city, extremely safe and many different options to eat in there. You can find even a Starbucks. You can find a French restaurant, a Thai restaurant, um, Peruvian restaurant, and many other pastries where you can have something sweet in there. So it's a really easy choice. Perfect. So Cesar, thank you for sharing all these amazing tips for Guatemala. I know I'm excited to visit whenever I'm able to, but now it's time for the final countdown. If a traveler only had time for one meal in Guatemala, where should they go and what should they eat? Okay, I will then again say Samat. That's my favorite restaurant in Guatemala. And probably I would ask for the, um, the special of the day. Normally they, they switch around. Oh, and you, if you want to have the best breakfast in Guatemala City, you have to go there. It's an extraordinary, extraordinary restaurant and it's not expensive also. That sounds perfect. Great food and at a cheap price. I'm sold. So you lived in Guatemala all your life. Uh, which one of your most memorable stories of living there? Probably one of the things that I have enjoyed in Guatemala is that probably when uh, when you live in one city, probably you almost never know it so much. And probably one of your friends comes up from outside of the country and will give you advices to where to go in the main city. But one of the things that I, I can easily remember about my city is that I always enjoy looking up for um, terrace in other countries to be able to eat and watch from the city from a different angle or whatever. And I wanted some time that Guatemala had some options like that. And I was visiting um, a building that uh, someone was offering an apartment for me. And the curious thing was that he told me, can we go to the terrace and I will show you that you will have a restaurant there with a nice view. And I said, oh, I didn't even knew there was any terrace around here where you can eat or drink something up. And uh, it was a beautiful uh, a beautiful discovery and and now i know that there are not only this one but many other that you also can enjoy i would say it also that that restaurant is called tres tiempos it's uh, tres uh, like three and tiempos is like three meals three meals that's the, the 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 way to traduce it and you will have good guatemalan food with the site of the historic city of guatemala 
Hey, that, that sounds really amazing. So speaking of good memories and good places, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in town? Okay, I'm not an expert on that one, but I can say two places that seems fun. That seems fun, always crowded. And what I have, uh, when I have been there, have been really good. It's one, the establo, el establo. Establo is where you put all the horses. I don't know how to say it in, right now in English, but that's the place. It's really good. And the other one is Mono Loco, like Crazy Monkey. If you like football games, that's the place to go because it gets crowded. It has uh, good drinks, uh, good food, and everybody is like uh, having a good time. So that will be the two places I would say. That sounds fun. Yeah, especially, you know, as long as your team is winning, then everybody's even in a better mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee you that, but uh, surely it, it, it will be a good help. And I will say Monoloco, that place will send you like nachos and uh, tacos and something like that. But they're nachos. They are memorable. Even though they put it on their menu that they have been going many times through times they were going to go to Bangrove. But their nachos have saved them all of those times. So it's really worth it to, to try them. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat nachos. Yep. And those ones are really good. Right on. So one of the things I always do whenever I travel is try out the local pepperoni pizza. What's the best place for pizza in Guatemala? Okay, I will give you one. It's Vesuvio, like the volcano, like the Italian volcano, Vesuvio. It's a really nice one. It's different. Uh, I will tell you something different. Uh, so you can taste some uh, some flavor that's not uh, probably most of us know are used to it. And it's really, one. It's really, really, really good. Vesuvio will be the one. Okay, well, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you and I met in Washington, D.C. during a conference. Uh, so obviously you travel quite a bit. What's one of your best travel tips? My best travel trips? It's a good question. Even though I, I try to do a lot, I probably investigate a lot because um, most of the travels we do, or I do at least, they're not so long. They're like a week, two weeks, and the most of it, it will be three weeks. And the countries and places are so big that the best way is to um, try to investigate and to listen like your podcast so you can have the uh, very good tips from locals that can help you out to make your schedule to be the most uh, the most out of the time you have because more valuable than money is the time because if you have time well spent probably the money you will you will find a way to get it back again but uh, time that you don't spend good that's a big loss absolutely yeah i mean you can always make more money but you can never make back that time that's correct caesar thank you very much for coming onto the show and sharing your tips for guatemala i know i've learned a lot and although we met in dc i didn't really get a chance to talk to you too much to find out who you are what you do and how people can reach you so would you mind telling us Okay, yeah, just a brief thing about me. Well, I live in Guatemala. I have a radio show of personal finance that's uh, available all in Guatemala City. And of course, through the radio app and all around the world, it's in Spanish. And I talk about personal finance 90 minutes every week. And from that on, I had it on podcast. I had the podcast of the show and all the main platforms. Uh, and I have been also having a blog, writing down some articles about personal finance. I like to say that uh, I'm a passionate from helping people to make intelligent finance decisions. 
and that has helped me out to to travel because that's where I I try to spend the most time that I can looking for the next place to go visit. That sounds wonderful. So, uh, if somebody wanted to reach out to you to find out more about personal finance in the Spanish language or to find out more about Guatemala, what's the best social media place for them to reach out to you? Okay, I am because of my name, it's really easy to find my name on social media. They can look up for my name, Cesar Tanches. I think you will have it on your show notes. And um, if you want to look also for our podcast, it's only in Spanish. So you, if you want to practice your Spanish, well, you have some place to, to visit around. It will be with my name. The name of the show is Trascendencia Financiera con Cesar Tanches, with Cesar Tanches. So basically everything on my name, even my website is with my name. That's one of the privileges to have a not so usual name. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for be- very much for being on the show and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Sure, it will be a pleasure. Hopefully, it's going to be sometime soon. Big thanks to Caesar for coming onto the show and sharing his tips about Guatemala City. Show him some love by following him on Twitter at Caesar Tanchez. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Guatemala City. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Guatemala. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate partner. Take advantage of our special limited time offer where you can try Clear free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to the Hamptons, New York, to speak with Vanessa Gordon of eastendtaste.com. Vanessa and I talk about the Sag Harbor Music Festival, the Hamptons International Film Festival, and the region's incredible culinary scene. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 